Welcome to Story Comic Presents, where we interview amazing storytellers and artists. This is episode 123. I'm your host, Bernie Smith of StoryComic.com, and we're excited to have with us the talented creative team of Fugitive Poem Comics, Christian DeMatteo and James Lines. Christian and James. Hello, How Barney. How are you doing? Barney? Good, good, good. We're we're here. We're so congratulations. You guys both, you, you all hit your your goal of your your most latest, your 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 latest and greatest uh, Kickstarter, Our first uh, containment Kickstarter. breach. Your first one, yes. First Kickstarter, yep. Uh, uh, we funded in thirty six hours, and it was shocking and wonderful and humbling and beautiful. Yeah, and so 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 this is volume two, but this is your first Kickstarter. So, right. so talk to us about that, Christian. What have, how did that happen? So th this is volume one. Okay. Uh, and it is printed for the very first time uh, for this Kickstarter. There's a legacy tier on the okay. Containment Breach Kickstarter where you can get volumes one and two together. This is an incredibly limited run. Uh, first time we ever printed them and very tiny number printed. Uh, last year during quarantine, uh, we're talking to some people online and we, I came up with the idea of uh, uh, James is apparently still having problems here. Um <laughs> is uh, we came up with this idea of how quick can we make an anthology? And it's funny because backstage you mentioned zines and that's exactly the spirit we went for with this. Right. Uh, it's got comics, it's got articles in it. Uh, it's got all kinds of stuff, but kind of uh, um, it's a zine. It's, it's, it's a little, uh, it's a little heavy metal. It's a little thrown out there. Just look, look, we're making stuff. People are making stuff and we wanted right. to show off other artists with us. And the theme of it was quarantine chronicles, and for obvious reasons. So what I did was I I uh, had each team come up with a prompt. So the umbrella theme was quarantine chronicles, and I had each team come up, each team come up with a prompt, and then we shuffled those prompts around. Oh, cool! Everyone had to create a quarantine adjacent something, loosely playing with the idea of quarantine comic that somehow incorporated the prompt, and we had a ton of fun. We put it up on Comixology where you can get it for two ninety nine, um, and uh, and uh, we it, it's old. We're really excited, so right. we decided to do it again, and we wanted to go bigger, but we had no idea how big it was going to go. <laughs> uh, this is we're really excited. This is fifty pages. Right. Uh, our current Kickstarter is a hundred. It says one hundred and fifty five plus. There, well, we just finished putting it together. It's a hundred and sixty two pages wow and it is not a one sitting book at all there's right. 17 stories in there from 35 different creators literally from around the globe we've got people from peru and venezuela we've wow. got people from Eng england we've got people from india we've got people from canada we got people from the states uh and, and a bunch of other uh, netherlands rob mcdonald is out there in the netherlands doing really cool stuff uh and uh, um where we were we were so excited to get this to happen we put out a contest we had people send their portfolios because we didn't have them send stories or pitches because right. they didn't even know what the theme was going to be wow. and once we picked we, we played matchmaker and put teams together artists and writers who had never worked together before 
And then we announced the theme, which was this time Mythology Reborn. And we're going to do more of these, and they'll have a different theme every time. So the creative teams had to come up with a story somehow connected to mythology, either reimagining a classic tale or right. a new tale told like a myth. And, uh, and then we had them all come up with props, Terrible Twos, The Guardian of the Tree, The Hidden Truth, whatever people submitted. I mixed them up again. Right. And people had to create their story somehow incorporating that. So this is 17 wholly original stories. You wouldn't find them anywhere else made for this anthology. Nobody pulled the story out of a drawer and sent it to us. And uh, and I got to tell you, I'm ridiculously proud of it. I, I'm And I can say that without bragging because we've only got three stories in the book. <laughs> the rest is all these other incredible artists. So I got my so take us back a little bit on the creation of fugitive poem comics. How did you and James get together and, and create this initially? Well, he's left me now, so I don't want to talk about him. He's abandoned <laughs> me. Um, James and I are uh, are both college professors, and uh, okay. we've known each other for a while. Uh, but, uh, but sort of casually. And then, uh, I started working with, uh, with a, a friend, Michael Gracia. He got me writing comics. I I'm, I've been writing, uh, I've been a comic fan my entire life. Right. But I wanted to draw them. Mm -hmm. And you and James were talking earlier about, about, uh, you're going to art school. Well, around 13, I had the sudden shocking realization and it's the second harrowing realization I had in my childhood that I couldn't draw. <laughs> I mean, I sucked horrendously, terribly awful. And this is the second time that happened to me. The first time is when I was younger, I wanted to be a rock star and, and realized I couldn't sing. So uh, it's been a heartbreaking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I, I really got into story creation and I got into writing and short stories, novels, uh, screenplays I've got out there and scripts for TV shows and I don't know why I never looked back at comics and said I could write them. I kept reading them, but I was never writing comics. And then one day, Michael Gracia, who's got a great show called Get In Tune, he, um, he said, hey, I got an idea and I need a writer. And uh, I started playing around with the comic script form and all the incredible challenges of writing a comic when you're used to writing other forms. Uh, I can't tell you how often James yells at me. He's like, all right, so you got 47 panels on this page. And each panel has 33 things happening in it. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you realize it isn't moving, right? And I've gotten much better at that over the years. Now, I'm working with, uh, with Michael. I put together a couple of scripts. And I had an idea all of a sudden of my own that was not a novel, not a short story, not a screenplay. It was a comic. And that had never happened before. And I wrote it and I showed it to Michael. And... James saw it. I think Michael showed it to him. I don't remember. Right. And uh, the next day, James came in with the first panel ever drawn of something I, comic I had written, totally my own story. And it was uh, it's Pamela, the character from a comic we haven't made yet. I've got most of it written. Walking down the street with his red scarf trailing behind her, two mannequins in store windows looking at her, and uh, I was I was astonished. I was so taken with it. And, uh, and that started our partnership. Uh, and we decided to form a company, Fugitive Poems. Hmm. And uh, you can find us at FugitivePoems.com, where if you look around carefully, you can find that drawing of Pamela walking down the street. Um, and uh, that's, uh, that's how we started. So, yeah, this is our website. 
And uh, it has been the most fulfilling creative relationship of my life. Mm. I mean, we we just click. And do you, so you mentioned earlier that it was that the challenges of writing comics compared to other writing. What are some of the things that you had to, that, that was hard for you to learn when it came to writing in the comic form? So I I have an MFA in creative writing and that that's my heart is in creating stories. Mm -hmm. And it was always in the form of short stories, which I still write. And I've written uh, three novels and I'm in a fourth. And um, you have so much room in, in prose to do whatever right. you want, right? And uh, years ago, I was, uh, oh, I also had a movie review website uh, with uh, my father and, uh, two best friends, Mike Flanagan, who was in Myth Reborn and in the previous one, and Mark Capitelli, who's a senior editor on this book. Uh, we had a, a movie review website, now defunct, uh, but it was awesome. And I reviewed this little independent film. And the director got in touch with me. He was so pleased that I had seen the film and we got to talking. We became friends. And he asked me to work on his next film. His name was Rob Riley, uh, dear friend. And uh, I walked into writing movie scripts so cocky. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was just like, I can, I've written novels, man. I can write your movie. <laughs> and uh, easy peasy, right? And writing a script is, is a completely different animal, writing a movie script. You know, my, my narrative between dialogue was like 16 pages, right? And uh, <laughs> so I had to, it was a big learning curve in doing that. And, uh, and I learned it. Right. Uh, so when Michael Grassi asked me to write comics, I walked in. I don't learn my lesson. Very <laughs> cocky. I'm like, I've written screenplays. I can write comics. And same learning curve. Well, guess what? No one's moving in this panel. Uh, and that was uh, that was the journey uh, in realizing how different each of these forms are mm -hmm. and how beautifully different. Because the, the idea of forming a scene in a movie and coming up with the choreography, with the dialogue, is so much fun. Uh, and, and then, like in a novel or a short story, you get to play the entire thing out and do whatever you want without worrying about budget. Right. And in a comic, you've got you've to encapsulate a moment in a still image and keep the movie moving, the story, the comic moving forward. And that has been, um, that's been really interesting to learn. And I'm still definitely learning every day. Uh, I, I write every week. Uh, I write a one-page script, one-page comic script with the comicjam.com. Tremendous human beings there. Every week, tune into the comicjam.com, go to their website, and they release one-page comics uh, every week on a different theme. And um, writing a one-page comic has been a whole other uh, uh, education in telling a beginning, middle, and an end in, in one page. Right of imagery uh and that's uh and and the funny thing is now i take all that and the irony is going from short story book to screenplay to comic was hard but taking what i've learned getting all the way down to one page comic and going back to my prose writing i am more efficient in my prose writing now wow i'm crisper in my prose writing now and that was the shock wow that, yeah so for your your experience, would your advice be it's easier for a, a, someone who writes comic scripts to write prose or the other way around then? I, I don't know that I could possibly answer that 
my experience is based on doing it all. Right. Uh, which sounds uh, egotistic. I don't mean it that way. Not like I can do it all. I mean, like having <laughs> played in all those sandboxes. Um, I'm going to tell you what has been. So writing a novel is uh, such a solitary thing hmm. and, and short stories in a beautiful way. And I love right. it. I love it. But once you get into screenplays and then even more so with comics, there's another person there calling you on your BS as you're going. Like, that's not going to work. Or, yeah. or, or saying, hey, I love that. What if? And that other voice in my head who has never, ever, ever been better than James. James and I, we see something and we just, we click on it. We spark on it. I give him a story and he's right there with it. And wow. it's cool because it's not like one of us is just agreeing to everything the other one says. We have honed in on an idea and now we're both working to make it better. And I can say that when I take that back to my prose writing, that I'm now supplying that other voice in my head, making it sort of a... a psychopathically collaborative where there's another voice in my head talking, but there's, I've gotten used to a sort of collaborator course corrector. Mm. Uh, and James is really that voice. So even when I'm working on something on my own, uh, the reality checker, uh, but also the, the fantasy creator. Hey, what if we did that? You know, I can draw it like this. I'm, I never thought of that. Uh, we have two free comics on fugitivepoems.com river and distributor. And they are the first two chapters of what's going to be our next graphic novel, uh, River. And um, there's a character. Uh, if you click on distributary, there's River. Yep, there's the first one. And this is the first comic, full full beginning, middle, and end comic we made together. Uh, it is not, these are not necessarily family friendly, just to give you a warning. <laughs> what your viewership is, but someone's face is about to get chopped off. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, these are basically R-rated movies, our comics. Right. Distributary, there's a character in it that I had envisioned in a certain way. And James thought my idea was so funny that he took it to a whole other level. And the idea was that in the future, fashion is going to be that suits have rectangles cut out around the nipples <laughs> for men. Uh, <laughs> and, and he thought it was so funny that he decided to make the character wearing this obese, a grotesquely <laughs> overweight dude. Uh, and I can say that because I am. And, <laughs> and, uh, uh, and when he showed me the drawing, it had never occurred to me to make this guy look this way. Right. But the minute I saw it, I said, that's, that's Ruiz. That's him. Right. And I, it changed how I wrote him. I went back to the script and his dialogue actually changed. Because really looking at this man, I heard him speak in a different way than I had thought of. Right. And that's this collaboration with James. These are all images from uh, uh, Myth Reborn. That second one on the left, that house, the apartments there, uh, uh, inspired by New Orleans. That's from our story, our horror story in the book, uh, Delphine. And okay. That, that's James. And wow. then we've got these other great artists to the right with the blackboard is Gabe Martini uh, from a story he did with the excellent writer, Dustin Luke Nelson, uh, whose poetry you can find out there. The dragon is Elliot Rodriguez from a student, he did, a student, a story he did with uh, um, Ryan Burke, 
who uh, did a great comic called Coronary, which he kickstarted. If you can get contact Ryan Burke and get Coronary, you'll love it. And then on the right is uh, art from a Thor story in our book, not Marvel's Thor, but the Norse Thor, uh, drawn by Brian Beardsley, who is incredible, uh, based on a script by by Travis Hill. Who I mean, I'm going to say, I'm going to be repetitious. Everyone in this book is amazing. I am so enamored with the team we put together and what they made. Uh, everyone's just tremendous. And the every story has something major to recommend it, which my experience with anthologies years ago was that you got two good stories and then meh. Right. Uh, and the bar has been raising and we wanted to be part of that raising bar. Do you, so I guess, so, so looking at it as well as, you know, we, we might have some writers there, you know, say, Hey, I got, I got, I got someone, but um, how did you, first of all, as you said, you sent out that, um, that, that, that call almost to say, Hey, I got, I got this. How did you advertise that? How did you find, and then how, then how did you kind of vet that process with writers and artists? I like to create. I like to write, right? That's all I want to do. It's all I want to do. That and teach. I love teaching. And if I had my druthers, I would write full time and teach one class a semester. I would totally cut down the teaching, uh, but I love teaching college. It's an incredible age. I love my students. Uh, I I teach for St. Mary's College of California for the elite program. Uh, which is just some of the best people I've ever worked with in my life. I love it. But if I had my druthers, I which I've never said, I haven't said druthers in years, and I've now said it twice, <laughs> I, I would just write. So I was nervous about the business end of this. I'm not a business-headed dude, unfortunately. Right. Um, and uh, James is an artist, right? And he, we, we just, we're, we're looking for a, a patron, like in Renaissance Italy, to be like, ah, you write violent comics. So I will pay you to put them out in the world. <laughs> um, and that's not a thing anymore. So I was worried about the business end of it. And uh, but it ended up being so much fun to put this together. So we put out uh, a call on Twitter, on our website, uh, uh, reached out to the Comic Jam, uh, where all these incredible indie artists are. We really wanted, we wanted to make something that was going to rise up all these incredible indie artists, some of whom are getting a lot of success, Jay Sheik and uh, J.L. Collins and Marissa Brignall and Leland uh, De, uh, uh, Bjerg. They're a team. They're the only team that were they, we got that came as a team to the book. And, and Jay Sheik is in like three other Kickstarters that are going nuts right now. Him and uh, Jeremiah Espinosa just funded Hollowed North, which is awesome. Mm. Uh, and then, but we got these, uh, Sahith Tiger, Sahith S. Tiger in India. Uh, Sammy Ward in England is working with him. Uh, Nicholas Punamali. Uh, uh, we've got these incredible people, some of whom, a number of whom have been published before and a number of whom haven't. Mm. And so the question was, how do we reach out to those people so that the world can see what they're doing? And, and what we are doing, what James and I are doing, that I'm really proud of. Yeah. Uh, and so we put out a call everywhere we could, and uh, people responded. Yeah. Uh, and so we went through these these great responses, and I had to, we had to turn away some people that I'm praying will 
will uh, uh, come back for the next one because I wanted them in the book. We just ran out of space. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, we put the, we match made them. Uh, right. Jeffrey Barant and Pierre Rosette, two people, they're not now doing another comic together. So we use social media. I mean, 98% of what we did was social media, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and reaching out on a Discord to, to the comic chat. Right. Evan just said, Leap alumni here. Christian is a phenomenal professor, also a creative, tangential, hilarious mastermind and brings people together. Look at that. Hold on. I have to sell him money now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Evan. <laughs> um, and we did get a message. James said that he was, couldn't make it back on. It was too echoey. Yeah, so, yeah. Ah. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be the first one, the first time we're appearing somewhere, uh, 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 not together. <laughs> James, I'll, I'll, I'll do your part. I'll see if I can. Uh, <laughs> so then, from that, from the business perspective, what did you do with? Did you get? Did you already have contracts set? Did you have con have them people write contracts or things uh, written up in advance for that? How did that work? We we uh, we really went all over to get resources uh and i'm gonna tell you one of the most wonderful people uh that we've met i've been i've been developing relationships when i once i discovered the indie comic world on twitter twitter mm -hmm. has so much a hateful uh, uh, uh horrendous awfulness to it mm -hmm. and and it's balanced by so much beauty and wonderful so many beautiful and wonderful communities like uh, hashtag writing community and hashtag making comics the indie comic community on twitter is thriving and thrumming and alive and i got to meet all these cool cool people and one of them was doug wood and i i can't tell you how grateful i am to doug wood and jordan patrick finn the two of them have given us so much time uh they're they're a little further down the road than we are uh putting out great books doug doug wood met with us via zoom several times and answered any stupid questions that we had or I had uh, and gave us pointers and told us what he what he didn't know, which was very, very little uh, uh, that he didn't know and but directed us where to look for that and uh, was polite about my dumbest questions. Uh, and he really he spent a lot of time guiding us. And Doug Wood has a Leap M on Kickstarter right now, which is a great graphic novel one shot. Wow. Uh, time travel uh, detective story. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's about a, about a veteran. It's excellent. Wow. Okay. Uh, and then Jordan Patrick Finn, uh, who's put out Death Kanji, which is one of my favorite books of last year. Uh, he he was a great guide. He actually, we had him. We edited a lot of stories in this book. We had him edit our story. Oh wow! Uh, which was a really cool experience to get his brain in on the mix again. That collaborative thing. Uh, and then uh, Mark Capitelli is a senior editor on Containment Breach too, uh, and he he again all this great collaboration and discussion. So that's that's what we did. That's that's what we how we found out how things worked and really figured out how to do a, a Kickstarter. Frankie White, uh, he's got uh, uh, Eat My Flesh, Drink My Blood at Dauntless Stories right now. Uh, he was another guy that was a, a wonderful guide for us. So um, yeah, just just. Tremendous people out there that want to help each other. And we've got people coming to us now. And we're making sure to ignore them completely and forget where we came from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're trying to do the same thing. Right. And and so how did your 
also from the from the design perspective of it was that uh how much of that was you and how much of that was james and actually formatting of the book and all that stuff well let, let me tell you what i did there nothing <laughs> james has designed both of these books this is this is part one and wait till you see part two 162 pages professionally printed with mix and printing uh and the james laid this thing out my my favorite part of the process and probably the only part of the process that i i was uh of any value in was the mixtape factor which uh me james and mark had to sit down and say what order are these stories going to go in right Right. And you're putting the mixtape together for the girl and it's got to have the exact right progression to get her where you want her to be feeling what you want her to feel at the end. Well, we had that same thing with the anthology. How, what order do you put them in? Um, particularly, where do you put our dark, dark soul of a story? <laughs> dark soul of the book. We thought a lot more people were going to do horror, but apparently I'm the only psychopath writing. <laughs> There's some darker stories, but ours is messed up. Um, where, what do we do? So that was the only part. But otherwise, James, uh, from stem to stern, uh, to use one of Mark's favorite expressions, put this entire thing together. And the layout is beautiful. And of course, it's collaborative. So right. he's asking questions. And I refuse to take any credit for anything that I may have thrown his way. I'm sure, I'm sure maybe an answer or two was beneficial. But James has got, James is an incredible artist. He's an incredible talent. He's got an incredible eye for mm -hmm. art and apparently for layout as well. Because both of these books are, uh, I would buy these books. That's that. That's I, just picking it up on the shelf and flipping through it. I, I 100% professional, gorgeously put together. I would buy it. And that's James. James did that. So let's talk a bit about the Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. You had on here, uh, you know, looking at it, you have how much so how much like as you said you, you did some a lot of background research and and things like that and trying to figure out um pledge levels ideas that you wanted to put into it uh what were what were what were some of the advice that you got ahead of time that they said oh crit you you have to make sure you do x or y full stop make sure you do this first what would be what would what would be the, that that advice that you got that you definitely saw that was made your Kickstarter successful. Well, I could start with something that we didn't do that we should. <laughs> <laughs> and that was getting a pre-launch page together. I've got a couple of friends who are, uh, uh, the team that did Epic Poems for Children, uh, which is in this book, that's the story in this book. It was a great article just written about them. Uh, if you scroll down a little bit, it's the little boy. I think it may be, it's one of the there or the first one. That's it. That's from Ed, that Jay Sheik drew that. Uh, Marissa uh, uh, Brignol, who if if Disney needs a colorist, they need to call Marissa Brignol. I, I've I've never seen anyone do what she does. Uh, uh, Leland Bjerg uh, uh, was a letterer, and it's based on it's the story written by J. L. Collins, and they have a Kickstarter coming out soon, and they're working on getting their pre-launch page out. Um, and you should get it. The story is good. The book is called Thistle, and it's awesome, and you need wow. to get it. Uh, but the the key is to get a longer pre-launch, you know, maybe like a, a week or so, and to get as many people to sign on to be notified as soon as possible. And, and we had a two-day pre-launch <laughs> because we were sort of, I was, I should say, obsessively rewriting 
the Kickstarter to get it just right. Uh, <laughs> and so th that was, uh, and we were debating what pictures to put up. And, and we, we, you know, it was, uh, so that that's something I would recommend is having a little bit longer of a runway with the pre-launch and getting people to sign up so that they get an email the moment you launch. Okay. Um, however, the big advice I would give is the minute we launched, I sent, uh, so fugitivepoems.com, go there, subscribe to us. Go to Fugitive Poems on YouTube, subscribe there, and we got people to subscribe. And so we had a mailing list at FugitivePoems.com. There's our, there. oh my gosh, with these, remind me later to talk about, I wanted to do interviews with the incredible creators in our books so that they, people would meet them and know them. And right. we're putting out more every week. These people are unbelievable. So I sent a mass email out um, through our website to all the people we subscribe to that were subscribing to us. And uh, that got word out really quick and it, it helped jumpstart that first day. And right. as I said, we funded in 36 hours. Wow. Yeah. So talk to us a bit, Christian, on the, uh, the pledge levels. So I love this. I haven't seen this before. This is a good one. This is a nice one tale from the breach where for three bucks, you can pick one of them, right? That was a, a suggestion. So I'm, I'm terrible at self-promotion. I should be claiming everything was my brilliant idea. But that was a that was a suggestion from Doug Wood. I, I actually had seen it and I didn't like the idea. Uh, I'm like, I want people to get the book. You know, and there's a digital copy for ten bucks. Right. And he said, you know what? Somebody's mother, somebody's aunt that doesn't know anything about comics that's in the book. They might want to see their, you know, the, the the work, just the story that their 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 relative was in. And right. then other people they might want to check it out before they go for the whole book right. and doug wood recommended it he had done it on his book big hype uh which was a shonen american shonen jump style book yeah uh and uh beautiful great anthology and so that was um that was a, a, a prompt i took from him and it was it, it was 100 percent right it was a very cool idea wow. and then you have and this is a fantastic deal for 10 bucks you get that 160 plus book when when i put that up i didn't know the book was going to be we hadn't laid it out yet uh and then we 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 didn't know it was going to be quite that big so yeah. it, it is an awesome deal there, there's a, a another uh, kickstarter out right now called producing the end of the world which jay chic is in and their digital copy is much more expensive because it's a big one and i was like aha <laughs> But frankly, I'm glad because I, I want to get this in people's hands. Right. I would rather it was in their hands because I'm right. 900 years old and I like physical media. Yeah. Um, and I want, I think you should flip through it and I think you should see the page turns. Yeah. You know, those, those left-hand page reveals. Right. Uh, to me, that's, that's a comic. And then you have 20 bucks. This is like your, is this, this is pretty much your, your, the bread and butter one right here, right? The, that's the book. physical copy. Physical copy. However, we just passed our first stretch goal, $6,000, which means that everyone who ordered at the physical level and up uh, is now getting James's 18 by 12 print of his atomic anvil. Uh, wow. That's Hephaestus striking the anvil right at the top there. Yeah. Uh, everyone who ordered the book uh, physically and all the way, all the other tiers is going to get that 12 by 18 print now. Wow. Uh, and... Our second stretch goal is up. If we hit 6,250, <laughs> I'm going to let someone chop off 
My <laughs> not with a knife. They're gonna. It's gonna be a samurai shame ceremony, and we're gonna film it live. Uh, and uh, <laughs> that's our next Kickstarter goal. <laughs> because many people in my life are turning on it, and I haven't wanted to cut it. <laughs> so, uh, uh, and then we've got another one coming. There's an incredible artist named uh, Jack Van Thom. You can find his work at uh, tons of his work at the Comic Jam. He is unbelievable, and he has done an alternate cover, a variant cover for us as a poster. And that's going to be sixty five hundred. That's going to be that stretch goal. Everyone will get that. Wow, and that's okay. going to be twelve by eighteen at all as well. We haven't unveiled it yet, but I'm going to tell you, it is freaking beautiful. Wow. But you get here, so this is, you, you, for for like the, for your twenty five dollar pledge, you get both physical and digital copies. Yes, and two postcards. That's that's the big thing, is that we're uh, we're making postcards, so little bits of art that you can hang from right. different prints from from the book. So we've got that. We've got two art from the breach levels. Yeah. Uh, we, we wanted. We want it. We want the book out there, yeah. but we also wanted this to be a lot of fun, and we want to share the work. Right. Uh, I, I I want the entire universe to see what James can do. Right. Uh, uh, because he's unbelievable, uh, and I want everyone. I want the universe to see what all these great artists can do. So we want to get art there. We want people to hang stuff up so somebody else goes, "What is that?" And they can say, "Wow, James Lines drew that." Uh, you know, uh, uh, Marcelo Biot drew that. All these great artists, Pierre Rosette drew that, and that's uh, that's what I want people to say. Uh, Mike Flanagan and John Jack have this great uh, one of our more comedic stories in the book. Uh, I, I want people to see this stuff. Right. You had there on and and also for like free if you go up to like the, the thirty dollars, you get both the physical, digital, and a signed copy of the script. <laughs> Barney, I put that in as a gag. Oh, did you? We're, and I'll do. It's gonna. It's not a joke. You're gonna get it. But right. here's the thing. Uh, you, you know, there's the old Hollywood joke right. uh, uh, back in the day that uh, you know you, you, you want to get ahead. You hook up. You know, well, I made the mistake. I hooked up with the writer. Right. Yeah. You don't get anywhere. Right. <laughs> so I'm dating the writer. Well, that's not gonna get you anywhere. <laughs> um, so we're putting together all these cool. There's another uh, uh, tier where you get a piece. James draws traditionally. His first drawings for the comic are traditional. He's got these wow. beautiful boards of pages for the comic, and that's up for bit. You can get that signed by him, original production art. Uh, in the last one, he'll actually do a piece of original art for you. So all of the tiers we were creating were about James. Because the <laughs> crap about their writer, right? Because you want something physical, something you can look at. And I said, "Well, how about this? That's if awesome. you go to this amount, I will print out and sign the script of Delphine." Fuck! <laughs> and two people did it. I'm flattered. I can't tell you how flattered I am. What else do I have to offer? <laughs> print out of a script, right? Because everything was James. Everything was the right. article, right? And then you also kind of have your, uh, you have like for $32, you get signed pinups uh, and all the digital, the, the, the physical, uh, physical sign. So that's, that's another thing on there too. That's like, as you're saying, that's more James's signed stuff too, right? Yeah, well, it's right. It's all James. The yeah. cover, which actually I need to put on the Kickstarter, the cover uh, is, uh, um, is stunning. The cover is stunning for this book. 
Wow. And uh, th there's that level where you're going to get the cover print. And retail, we're really putting a push on for retailers. We've got a bunch of stores in New York. We've right. got a comic shop in Chicago. Uh, we're really trying to get retailers to get this on the shelf because, again, some we, we want we want people to see the people in this book. They deserve to be on shelves in comic stores. Right. And uh, if comic stores order it, they automatically get uh, the cover, uh, 12 by 18 print. And um, and and now as well the atomic anvil with Hephaestus uh, print. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So there's lots of different options, lots of cool stuff you can get. And yeah, and it keeps going. Like you have the you know some more art for the the forty five dollar level. Yep. We have some. We're signing copies, and that's that's just James and I because uh, otherwise right. we would have to mail every copy all over the planet to get the signatures from everyone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's been backed um uh, you got yeah prints and then then you hear you have three prints from the pages so a lot of this as you say a lot of these a lot of these levels what you have are a lot of these levels that you have are and this is one of the tips that we've we've heard in previous guests of put, put as much as you want as, as in, in a flat envelope there's like keep it flat in a way easier for shipping so jordan patrick finn told me don't do hats or t-shirts it was the bane of my existence <laughs> so figuring out how to send hats along with the book but you don't want the book to bend and we i heard him loud and clear on that i said we're gonna have a lot of flat goodies right <laughs> and and to me that's what you want uh, yeah right. you want you want the art yeah and right here you have like your $75. This is where you were talking before, your legacy issue number one. That's where you get uh, Containment Breach Volume 1 and Volume 2. So if you have any OCD like I do, um, you see the number one on the uh, spine there? If yeah. you don't want to have Containment Breach 2 on the shelf with the number two and no one next to it, <laughs> then you want to back at the legacy. Uh, and again, this we printed so few of these. If you look, there's a limited number. 15? That. Yeah. That we're only wow. offering 15 on the Kickstarter. Wow. Uh, and uh, and then we've uh, held a couple for some stores that want it. There's going to be uh, the Spider's Web in Yonkers, New York, my hometown, Yonkers. Yeah. The Spider's Web is one of the stores that's going to actually have Containment Breach 1 on the shelf there. And uh, they're going to be rare as heck. Wow. Okay. And so this is what so what what's this here that you're looking at the sign for for two hundred dollars signed original production art that's what you're talking about with James's yeah signed physical art production art you're gonna get one of the pieces that he that he drew okay that that he when he was making Delphine when he was drawing it this is one of the original pages that he drew that then turned okay. into a comic yeah and uh, right now it looks like a, you had a few of them of are no longer available yeah. So sold out yeah so proud of this and i'm so proud of of where it's going and what it's doing uh i'm so excited like i said about an hour before we start we got on the show with you we passed the six thousand dollar level uh, i actually found out from travis hill uh, i hadn't even realized it <laughs> one of our writers travis <laughs> so as of this recording you still have two weeks left on this yeah we got uh, uh there it is 15 days yeah, uh, and I, I mean, I'm also walking around, going to comic shops in person because I'm kind of an I'm an in person kind of guy. That's that's been one of the rough things. Uh, I'm so glad that 
James and I, not only am I one of the few lucky writers to have an artist partner, because that's you, you go all over independent comic Twitter and everyone's looking for an artist. Right. Um, you know, I, I'm we've got a partnership. We have a company. I write something. He draws it. He comes up with an idea. I write it. Uh, so not only am I blessed with that and that he is a brother to me, he's an amazing, amazing individual, right. uh, friends with my entire family. And I mean, we're 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 family. Right. Not only is that the case, um, but he lives near me and we work together and that works for me. And there are people that are doing incredible stuff uh, from a distance. Uh, Matt Battaglia, uh, Drew Leap M, he just did um, Ghost of the Carousel, which you can find at uh, Dauntless Stories. It's an incredible, incredible book. Oh, and wow. Leap M, which is on uh, Kickstarter right now, which Doug Wood wrote, uh, they're conversing over a distance right and that works we can do that now right but i i like to 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 meet people and be with people so i've been going to the stores and actually showing people the book a, a dummy copy of the book a galley uh and then that's why i did uh the youtube videos i wanted to meet we're dealing with all these people via email and discord and i wanted to actually see them and talk to them so we started i started doing the containment breach three minute meets and none of them are three minutes yeah. uh so that i could meet I'm an Italian. I want to meet people. Uh, I could meet these great artists and that the world could see them. So subscribe to the Fugitive Poems YouTube page and you'll see these great artists. Listen to them talk about creating. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, you know, for anyone listening out there uh, or watching this, yeah, yeah, YouTube, go to YouTube, type in Fugitive Poems. Um, and you do have some fantastic interviews that you've already had on here. So, yeah. Our first one released all the way on the right there is Matt Rowe, who just funded the Eternal Dieback. Uh, he's a great artist. He did a piece with Grant D.R. Met. You need to get your hands on Hunt for the Solivore, which he did yeah. with Lane, uh, Lloyd Lane. Uh, Grant D.R. Met's an unbelievable writer, and we teamed him up with Matt Rowe for this really cool story called Olympus, New Mexico. Uh, and uh, wow, what a story! And beautiful and so well written and powerful. And Matt's art complements it perfectly. Right. So let me ask you then, Christian: Is there already, since you've been delight, as you mentioned earlier, kind of delight, delightfully surprised on how quickly this was funded? Are you looking at uh, Containment Breach Volume Three now? Yeah. I would like to. I, you know, I, I'm old enough that I don't swear to anything for the future yeah. uh, because uh, who the heck knows what's going to happen, uh, as we all found out yeah. <laughs> in the last two years. Uh, but, of course, that sparked Quarantine Chronicles, so you never right. know what's going to happen. My, my, Our next project is going to be James and I um, and uh, Mark Capitelli editing. Uh, and uh, but after that, I, I absolutely want to do three, four, five. This is such a pleasure to do and to meet these great people, uh, and to play around with the book, right? Uh, I, I, I every day I check my email, I check my phone, and the people, hey, Christian, what about this? Hey, hey uh, you know, we had this idea, and I, I did a lot of editing of the stories. I, I have a company, uh, tellworthy.com, it's my creative writing services company yeah. where I write and coach people and I edit. And getting to work, I'm the editor-in-chief on the project, with yeah. uh, Dino Caruso, 
uh, J.L. Collins with Azeem Lyons, uh, with all the uh, Nicholas uh, Punamali and uh, Nicholas Doan, uh, listening to their incredible ideas and just getting to play in the sandbox with them, where they throw an idea out and they show me the script and I get to throw, hey, what if this little thing? But they had, I mean, they had it all together. That's my right. that's my creative writing services company. Yeah. Um, which I was bullied into creating from <laughs> who commented earlier. That's a, that's a whole other story for another day. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, that's, I want to keep doing this. I want to be working on my own stuff and working with other creators and getting to watch other creators create um, and getting to watch James uh, take the drivel that I throw on a page and, and make it into something totally incredible. Right. So do you, and so also, I mean, just uh, for, for the sake of sharing as well, uh, James, uh, so jameslines.myportfolio.com is where James's work is. If people want to check out his amazing stuff, it's right here too. The, 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 the amount that James can do, I mean, look at the different styles. If you go down to the bottom, bottom here, you got that, that little teddy bear, yeah, it's adorable, right? You go back to the page you were on before. You see Dracula's con concubine. I yeah. mean, he, he goes for he can you can that that's from Finnish. That uh, that's that shocking picture. Waking the Dead is beautiful, uh, but he can do anything, and he can do designs for your for uh, 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 company logos as well. There's Pamela. That's yeah. not the first one he drew, but that's Pamela, and it's, it's actually one of the next shots in that comic. We have a good amount of that comic drawn and uh and i have uh at least half the arc written right um yeah so that's he he's done some unbelievable work his uh what's it, his versatility is incredible uh he's an artist that you want on the project mm. and uh, again i'm i'm the luckiest writer in the world right Wow, that's I mean that's that 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 that's some fantastic stuff. So I want to say though, congratulations again for hitting your goal. That's a that's that's awesome, um, and and congratulations on having not only that but just you know creating such a, a a fantastic resource and a place for as you said other artists and writers. We hear a lot about people being able to reach out to other writers. People reach out to other artists, but the fact that you're able to at you know with with fugitive poems fug, fugitivepoems.com being able to have writers and artists a place for them to connect i think and and as you say sending out those calls for uh for for work is 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 a, is a great if somebody wanted to do that uh where would be the best way what would be the best way for someone to reach out to you and say hey when you do your next call out i want to how do i reach you well, I mean, uh, very, very easy. My email address is Christian at FugitivePoems.com. But you can reach out to me, right? There's a contact us on the FugitivePoems.com website. Uh, and uh, most importantly, the easiest way to get out. Oh, wow, that was quick. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, and um, well, the easiest way to get in touch with me is uh, is Twitter, uh, either uh, at Christian at CDMETC, which I came up with years ago before i even thought about having a recognizable twitter handle it's terrible uh only only matched by uh by my uh, by rob mcdonald 
uh, in our book, who also has a terrible Rob. I've never told you that if you're watching. <laughs> terrible, terrible Twitter handle too, just like mine. Um, my father said to me in the, the late 90s, the mid 90s, I guess, Christian, I'll never forget these words. Christian, we have the internet in the basement. I'll never forget those words because they had gotten AOL. Remember those thousands of discs that they sent out? Yeah. He said, we have the internet in the basement because that's where the internet was. That's where the computer was. And uh, he said, what do you want your email address to be? And I said, I don't know, my initials, CDM. And he looks, he goes, it's got to be longer. What else? I said, I don't know, et cetera. So my <laughs> has been Christian, CDM, ETC, Christian Demetrio, et cetera. So that's that. Easier to remember, DM me at, at Fugitive Poems on Twitter. And we're okay. also at Fugitive Poems on Instagram. James is at Jamlines at Instagram. Uh, you can find us all over there. Also at Tellworthy is, is where, where else I am. Uh, but yeah, at Fugitive Poems and, you know, follow us. Yeah. Uh, we got a lot going on. That's that's excellent. Uh, that's Mike Flanagan in that picture on Twitter, by the way. The oh, was it? On the project that's at his wedding. Uh, <laughs> it's a wholly embarrassing picture that I refuse to take down because it <laughs> <laughs> yeah so make sure uh christian and uh make sure that you and james come back on you know when you're when you're promoting your your, your next project i would love it i love we'll, we'll make sure to have as much feedback in the background as possible we're gonna <laughs> continue to ruin your show i apologize for that at the beginning oh, the, 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 this is just the best part about you know do, you know doing the live piece but it'll be clean and crisp you know by the time we know uh, when a, the edited version comes out, so uh, and I'm going to make sure that James is on next time. He's still he's still figuring out what the heck happened to his uh, to his mic and headphones. He said he could yeah. hear it bouncing back in him the whole time. Right. So, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, next time I'll shut up and I'll let him talk. <laughs> Great. Well, once again, Christian, thank you so much for being on, and uh, um, and congratulations again on your successful Kickstarter. Thank you so much. Marty, I, it's just so much fun. I've loved watching your show. I'm honored to be on it. And uh, thank you for having us. Thank you very much. <laughs>
All right, let me try this. He may uh, have uh, jumped out to get a clean connection. All right. Do you hear the crackling still? No. I think it was my headphones then. All right. All right, here we go. Let me unplug this. 